and then sometimes you'll think you don't have a problem. That's the real problem. Yeah. So there's for that to happen, for you to think you have a problem, there's got to be a you, yes, to have it. There has to be a you to have something, yes. So as soon as there's a you, then you have problems and you don't have problems. Yeah? You get to both sides of the coin, or the, let's say it's a dualistic split. So the you is like the uh, the axis for this activity of what we call the way life is. Either I get something or I lose it, I'm close to something, I'm far away, I think I have a problem and then I don't think I have a problem. But the identification as the one who thinks he has or sh doesn't have is really, to me, is the root of it, yeah. It's like uh, a great master said, he said, uh, you know, you don't have to really worry about giving up your possessions, just give up the possessor, yes? So you could see that there would be someone who had a story that the possessions was what were keeping them down, so now they give up the possessions, yes? So now they're identified as someone who gave up the possessions, where before they were identified as someone who, you know, uh, were attached to the possessions, yeah? It doesn't matter either way, there's the same access point, the same reference point, and that's really uh, the center of, it's not a problem, it can only seem to be a problem to you, yeah? <laughs> if there's a problem, you can be a big problem to you, yeah? But so, but there, it's not a problem if there is no you there. It's just an activity. It's just like everything else. It's manifesting and it's just doing whatever it's doing. So a lot of times we talk about a word selfing here. And selfing is a verb, yes? It's a mental process. And it produces a sense of being a self, or a you, yes? Now, a lot of people will share, and they'll say, oh, the selfing has been driving me crazy. Yeah? The selfing hasn't driven you crazy. It's the you, the idea of being a you, that produces the experience of being driven crazy. Yeah? The selfing is just a story about a you. Yeah? If there's an identification with it, it becomes your story. So it's a story about a you, but when there's an identification with it, in other words, when the product of the selfing gets produced, then it's a story about you, which is totally different. Yeah? It becomes your story. <laughs> and in all this stream of stories, yours is probably going to be the most important to you. <laughs> to see the, the connection there. You don't have to see it. I'm just sharing it. You know, you'll do whatever. Whatever's going to happen will happen. But if, if, if there's a recognition of the connection, that's part of it being unconnected in a way. Yeah? If you can recognize how, it, how it's working, yeah? if you can see it, after a while seeing how it works, one moment at, in that activity, maybe the emphasis will be on the seeing. Yeah? The seeing, the, the state that's prior to all the other states, yes. And the state, the one that's prior to all the other states cannot be known. Yeah. It can't be known. 
what you're not can be known. Yes? Things can be known, but what that is cannot be known. So the mind is constantly attempting to assert its one huge imperative or drive, which is to know, and it wants to know that. But it can't know that, which it is. Yes? It can't know what it is. It can only be what it is. Yeah. Come on in there. Oh, yeah, go on and go in. Yeah, pick up your thing. Yeah? It can't... So, it's a real frustrating event for the conditional mind. Because it wants to know it like it would know a chair. It wants to know it like it would know Deb. Yeah? It wants to see it. It wants to be able to grab it. It wants to be able to think about it. Yeah? But it can, that can only happen when it's turned into a thing. If there's a sense... Hold on a second. Are you looking for something? Yeah, I just... Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. Sorry, it's, I yeah. Here. I just to oh, yeah. Check it out. Here, though. I mean, it would be out. It would be out. I think. You know. No one comes in here. I don't think. Well, it was the meeting. It was just in here. Uh, maybe the women cleaned up. Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, check that. Yeah, check that. Yeah, it's okay. So there's like a knowledge that she lost the coat. <laughs> And so she's looking for it as a thing, and she's getting frustrated because she can't find that thing called a coat. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the frustration when you're trying to find no thing? <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to find a thing that you did have before, and you forgot it, and then it's and you haven't left much farther. You were in the room that you think it's in, and you've just gone for 15 minutes. You've come back. There's probably an expectation it must be here. But the idea of finding no thing is totally pointless, don't you see? It's much better to question the validity or the or the the subjectness of you, yeah, as a thing. If that seemed not to be so, if I'm not this, then what you may be is what you believe you're looking for. Yeah. So once that is entertained, then the hunt can be called off, and then you're in the vicinity of really having it download. The, uh, the ever-present space or, or, or condition of that state, you can never move an inch away from it. You can't be, there's no way or anything that you can do or not do as a body can change one, one aspect of that space. So what is seen to be, that's why they would use statements like the gateless gates. Yeah, yeah. When you listen to that, what does that imply? Jesus, gates, you know, usually separate things and you've got to go through the gate to get to the other side. And these spaces, they're saying it's a gateless gate. So it's not playing in that type of format or an open secret. Now, how can a secret be open? Yeah? It wouldn't be a secret yeah? if it's open exactly. So the quality, they're trying to denounce a quality in those statements. Gateless gate, then what, it can't be a gate. Open secret, it possibly can't be a secret, exactly. 
So it's attempting to sort of flavor your mind to get to a taste or, or sense in a different way than as the subject and everything has to be an object to me. Yeah? So I will take something called enlightenment and make it a thing. You do it with non-duality. If you've ever heard of non-duality, it's, it means not to, yes? So when someone says, we're going to go to a non-duality meeting, where are you going? It's a negation of an idea. It's not a new idea. It's not like, oh, I've seen duality, now I'm leaving that, I'm going to go to non-duality. It's like, you know, the same master used to say, you have a thorn in your foot and it's bothering you. And so you find another thorn to take it out. You don't replace the first thorn with the second thorn, you throw both of them away. So, what, the way I, it's, it, it, it downloads to me, it's really just a negation, yes? A negation of what has been take, taken to be so. That's all it is. It, you, it's not like there's something else that's so, it's just that's not so, yeah? So, like a, there was a, a Zen treatise that the guy would break it down beautifully, the dualistic aspect of mind, and he would say things like, you know, you don't have to search for the truth, just stop cherishing your own opinions. Yeah, you'll do a lot better. <laughs> so this thing was attempting to sort of give you the sense of the timelessness of, of what's so. That it's always available everywhere you could possibly seem to be. Yeah. And the immediacy of it precludes it of having a gate or being a secret because it's always available at all times. But not to you. Once the you is thrown into the mix, that you, taking itself to be the subject, makes this, this always everywhere into an object somehow called enlightenment. Like, I'm going to get enlightened. I'm going to go to the new store in town, you know, like spiritual Walmart, and I'm going to get enlightened. Yeah. Or I'm going to wake up. All these things. What does that sound like? It sounds like enlightenment is a thing. Yeah. It's somewhere, like this idea, I lost my enlightenment, and I'm looking, and I'm going to all the temples, instead of, I think, this is where I think I'll find it, going to the temples, and going to these practices, looking for my enlightenment. Yeah? But you can't see what you are. You can't. You can see what you're not. Yeah? But you can't see what you are. But let's say, and the idea that you're conscious or you're aware is here is an object appearing. What's allowing that object to seem to appear? What knows that object is appearing? What knows that you are. What knows it? Is it you? Or is it something prior to you that knows what you are? Yeah. What senses you being on? Do you sense it? Or is there something that you can't know that's sensing it? Yeah. You can't name it. It's almost as if it would be like being in the water, but there's no wetness to it. There's just a, you're in this ocean, but it's not wet. Yeah? You're constantly in this ocean, and yet it doesn't seem to be wet. Yeah? And so, and you'll never know it. 
there would have to be the reality of something else to know it as an object. If this is what they imply it to be, which is pure subjectivity, there's nothing that could know it. Yeah? And it has no qualities of a thing. So, no matter how far you try to go back as you, you'll never get before it to say, Aha! I felt it! Yes? You're always you, the presentation of, the mind's presentation of you, will always be after, in a way. Yeah? It can never get to the point where, oh, I got it. Yeah? Because there's no getting it. No matter how far you go, no matter how hard you try to get to it, it's always, always out of reach. And definitely, you can't become, it cannot become a verb that you're doing. Yeah? I'm conscious, I'm awake, I'm seeing really clearly. That's, that is always here. Every appearance of you as an authentic self never leaves the content and gets behind the context. It never does. It's always an appearance in this field or realm of mind. But the mind will never appear as its own nature, because it's empty, it's no thingness. So there's no way in hell am I ever going to get to know it. Yeah? That's how you know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the knowing of it, is I'm never going to get to know it. Well, who is this I that's never going to get to know it? Find out. Ask the question every once in a while. Maybe that I is what that is. And to be it is far, far, far uh, superior than to know it. Yes? To, have, to be it is way, it's a whole other ballgame. To attempt to take what is that beingness to make it, yes, an object so that you can know it, you've already lost it in a way. Right while you're in it, you've lost it. And you can't polish your eyes so good that they see it. You can't become so subtle that you pick it up. There's no way. That's the beautiful news. Because you are that. Like they always used to use the example, an eye can't look at itself. Yeah, it's like right now, this eye seeing, seemingly, actually, the sense of vision's occurring through the eye, but the eye, it can look at everything, but it can't look at itself. It can't turn around and see itself. It's just the conduit for seeing, yeah? But it can't turn around and see itself, yes? Something or no thing is moving through, yet that thing can never be seen. intimation is you never see where the effect 
the hand where the effect came from, but you sense something in the effects. When there's a sense of lightness or a, a presence, that's the best you can do. Yeah, You sense it. You, it's intimated. But you're never going to know it like we've known everything else here. You're never going to meet your new puppy. It's not going to happen. Yeah? You're never going to read it. You're never going to see it. You're never going to hear it. You're never going to taste it or feel it. Yeah? But all feeling and taste and seeing and hearing and smelling is brought to you by it. Yeah? Everything is arising in it. Yes? But there's never going to be a meeting with it. It's prior to all meetings. It's so engaged, there's no meaning of it. Yeah. It's always everywhere. How could anything ever meet it? Yeah. It's like not playing the little, <laughs> the ball game of manifestation here in this little split mind. It's not a thing. Yeah. And in really, they used to really mindfuck you when they say it's not a non-thing. In, in, in some levels of Buddhism, they would just negate and negate and negate and then not allow the mind to build any false edifice and just keep cutting it at the knees. It's not a self, nor is it a not-self. Yeah? Like Buddha would say a famous thing, it's neither existence nor non-existence. It was never born, nor does it die. Da-da-da-da-da. They would just keep negating, negating, but we want to make it something. It's something. It's got to be something. No, negate, negate, negate. So why? So just like if you look at something that's worrying about you. Worrying. Worrying about you, yes. <laughs> the mind is worrying about you. <laughs> What's going to happen to you? Let's say the conditional mind is worrying about next week. And you... So then if you ask the person, well, what are you, uh, what is, what are you worried about? And they'll say, well, I, I'm going to get fired or something. I think I may get fired. And then you go, okay, well, what, is it, what, what does that mean to you, getting fired? And then the mind will come up with, well, it means I'll, I won't have enough money to pay for my rent. Okay, what does that mean to you? And then it will say, well, I'll be destitute. I'll be out in the streets. What does that mean to the mind? Yes. Well, it means that uh, I'll be taken advantage of and get really hurt out there. Okay, what does that mean to you? It means to me that if I, I must have done something to end up like this, what does that mean to you? It means I'm really fucking bad. What does that mean to you? It means I don't deserve anything. Aha! You deserve exactly what you think is going to happen, maybe. Yeah? And if you keep going and ask them, at one point, the mind will have no more meaning. Yeah? And at that moment, you may get a hit of this empty space that all that meaning was being pasted on. Yeah? It all drops down and the space is still the space. It never, all that meeting never took up any space. It was just appearing in the space. Yes? It had no effect on the space. It could only have an effect on someone, something. Yeah? So if you bring it down, it's just the same emptiness is there. And all the meaning, you can take it, take it down. Because like in the Course of Miracles, they'd always say, you're never upset for the reason you think. Never, never, never. It's all meaning mind's giving it. And the meaning the mind's giving it is from a treasure trove of the mental realm called past. Yes? So basically, you're always seeing the past. 
This is called a form of blindness. Yeah? So now you're, you're rooted, the mind is rooted in this modality of self-centeredness, which causes the seeing to be interpreted as a form of looking. And now you believe you're doing the seeing. <laughs> when the seeing is so prior to you, or to me, it's unbelievable. Not prior to the way we would think. It's really far away in that way, and it was maybe 80, minute, 80 years before. No, it has no time. It's prior to everything that appears. It has a total different quality in nature. It's timeless, and it's no thing. That's why it doesn't take any time to appear here, because all this here is brought to you by it. Yeah. So it takes absolutely no time. That's when you start feeling, when the mind entertains that, the solutions that seem to appear to the mind's problems here have a timeless quality to them. A solution from this little aspect can erase 40 years of stories in your little head. 40 years like that, and then you get a very strong hit. Well, if it could disappear so fast, how real was it anyway? And you start having clues about the about uh, that realm, and it's not a realm, but what's being contacted, yes? Or what's being accessed, or what's being sensed here in this manifestation is otherworldly. It's not of this place. Yeah. So it, reliance on it is really insecurity. Yeah. Like the highest form of mind in Zen would be I don't know. Now that wouldn't be the highest form of mind in most of our lives. We have a huge desire to know because it gives us a sense of security, so we feel safe. When, we're, when underneath it is this very baseline of feeling unsafe all the time. But this security comes from insecurity. I don't know. I don't know and I will never know. Yeah? As long as Paul is taking itself to be a subject, it's going to have that frustration. Because he can never know the subject. of being objects and subjects, just seeing. And then the seeing translates here in manifestation. So you get the sense of quote-unquote non-manifestation, all the while the mind and the brain and the senses only pick up things. Yeah. They're constantly seeing things full of thoughts and feelings that they make into a thing, and then things, things, and things. But while that looking continues, there's a sense of seeing. Yeah? Like St. Francis said, what's looking is what you're looking for. Well, how could that be? If I was what I was looking for, there would probably be a stopping of looking, yeah? If you got it that, hey, what's looking is what you're looking for, that could do it. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you can read 800 pages of scriptures, but that little half sentence could do it. Wait a minute. What's looking is what you're looking for. Because if you sit with that, you'll see 
the distortion of the mind's translation or interpretation of seeing. It makes it something you do. And so it attempts to take subjectivity and crown you the subject. And now the subjectivity is something that you do. <laughs> and of course, if, you, if the mind has entered this mix of duality, then it's also something you won't do. Yeah? And I bet you, in most interpretations, you won't be doing it more than you're doing it. <laughs> so you'll be unconscious a lot more than when you think you're conscious. <laughs> Yet, where that whole pantomime is, is issuing from is, let's say, you want to use a word, I don't like the words, but consciousness, meaning it's a state, so to speak. Not, not a quality or a characteristic. You can uh, refine and, and promote and clarify, but a state in and of itself. In other words, awareness is awareness is awareness. Yeah? It's when you become the subject that awareness becomes something you do or get, don't you, doesn't it? You're going to practice awareness today. How did that go? Probably not well. Because what happens when you forget to practice awareness? How does the mind deal with that? That you forgot to practice awareness today. Ooh, you may punish you. You should be practicing awareness. I can't fucking believe you didn't practice. It's just on and on and on and on and on and on. It takes something that has nothing to do with it and makes it something you can really do something with. Yeah. It can crucify you. Yeah. I should have meditated this morning. That was one of the things I learned really quickly. I used to meditate like every day. And then I noticed over a period of time, if I didn't miss the meditation, my basic blanket interpretation of that day was it's going to suck. Because why? I didn't meditate. Yet I never had that when I was a kid. I had no desire or inclination even to think about meditation. Because at that point, the state was the state. It wasn't, I hadn't, the mind hadn't risen in and become the predominant state, which is called Paul, and then made that state into something Paul doesn't, doesn't do. Yeah. It was prior, and it still is prior. If you're not what you're taking yourself to be, the access is always available at all times. If you keep taking yourself to be what you're not, the access will be gated, and it will be a, a secret. It has to happen that way. For you to find something, it must be hidden, yes? For you to reap the rewards of acquiring or attaining something, it must be given a lot of meaning. This is like ordinary dog shit awareness. Always available at all times. The immediacy of it like yesterday, I had a very weird day, you know. I had a, a bad uh, health situation. It just went, got out of hand. It just was, uh, it was wild. I, uh, yeah, it was like an incredible choreography. And all the aspects of Paul that arose, usually 
answering the clarion call of fear or anxiety of being mortal, yes, were seen. It was really cool. That seeing is always available at all times. Whatever arises, it's, it can see, whatever that is, yeah. And so, in a way, you would, the story would be, I'm in the hospital and I'm sitting here for five hours. That could be the story, but that didn't even occur in the story. The clarity of, of awareness was really cool, you know. And if I was going to go, it wouldn't have been a bad place to go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no need for you to rely on it. Just realize, entertain, you're not the you that thinks it needs to rely on the truth. Take all of its props away by negating it. Yeah. By maybe you're not that. that. That's something that's so immediate, but it's always given time by your head. Its immediacy will, will overwhelm your mental structure. It will really, being no thing, it will crowd out all your ideas about it. It will just fucking sit on you for too long where you have to give up. It will just press against you because the immediacy of it, the availability of it is unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. You couldn't have a belief in it. A belief wouldn't do it any, wouldn't do it justice at all. It's mind. I mean mind, not conditional mind, not a mind that's orbiting around this fixed object called Greg all day and just spooing, selfing, 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 almost as if it has a, an unbelievable infinite supply of fuel to keep this thing going because there's been identification as Greg. So all this interest and attention the mind can muster up is put into that. Let's just get absorbed about Greg all day. Yeah. Let's just tell every story with Greg in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't get... It, we may bitch about it. Oh, I'd really like it to stop. But you want to be there for it. You want to be there when it stops. And that's not happening. You're not going to be there when it stops. What's going to stop is that one who thinks it's going to be there. That's what stops. And the funny thing is, it doesn't need to stop. It's just seen not to be you. And what occurs is, all your dogs of interest and attention get called off. They immediately leave that trail. And now, they intend, their interest and attention starts going to maybe no thickness. Maybe it's seen through enough thickness, and it realizes... Jesus, what I'm really looking for is what's looking. Not me as a thing, but as no-thingness. Yeah? Maybe that's what I've been looking for, truly. Maybe St. Francis could save you tons of fucking time. What's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking is not Mark. It's no-thing, if you want to put it that way. It's what's looking. Yeah, not in this peculiar little event of me thinking I'm looking. It's what's looking. Right now, people downstairs, out in the street, next door, there's looking, looking, looking. It's not who's looking, it's what's looking is what you're looking for. It's what's looking. 
What's looking is not you. That's the story the mental process tells about seeing. It, causes, it, it says, I'm taking the crown of subjectivity and putting on this, this head called this body. And from now on, I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm thinking, I'm doing this incredible activity. Yet I can't even take a shit when I want. But I'm thinking these very subtle things. I'm thinking. And I'm going to practice thinking differently. It's you looking, 
the clarity is gone. Even though it's there, it's seemingly gone. Because now the space is just filled with meaning. Yeah. And the mind sort of watches these bubbles, or like little firecrackers, go off. And it's very difficult not to be excited about it, because it's interested and attending to it, because it's about you. Yeah? At the same moment that little theater is going on, there's just seeing, 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 seeing. So the seeming solution to the effects of the problem are always available at all times. Yeah? Because throughout the activity of looking, throughout the distribution of meaning, through the engagement with the possibilities of what could happen to you, all of that, all of that, yes? appears in seeing. Where the demarcation is, is the you, Y-O-U. So the meanings are being seen, but when it's felt that they're being seen by you, that's a form of looking called self-centeredness. And what you see then is meaning. You're not seeing or sensing the space. To me, the mind its nature right now is seeing nothing. It's just seeing it. Nothing, 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 nothing. When it gets hijacked, then it's you looking, yes, at things, but never seeing them. All you're looking at, all you're getting is the meaning your mind gave it. Yeah? All you're reacting to is the meaning your mind gave it. There's no sense of being in conscious contact. Actually, the drive is you'd rather be unconscious because what you're in contact with sucks a lot of time. It's flipping you out. Yeah. Yet the mind keeps going there like a flight of shit. And you want to be unconscious. You don't want to have to look at these meanings anymore. But then, then, the mind, being identified as you, is in its own soup, in a way. And because of its attachment, and be because of its love or cherishing, it can't get out of the soup. Because the only way it can entertain getting out of the soup is as you, which is part of the soup. You ain't never getting out of the bowl. But every, every, every moment of all of that... All of this stretched out into the time, there's always the timeless uh, possibility. But not for you. So we go in a way to it by negation. If I'm not that, let's find out. Yeah? If I'm not that, what was put into distance and time can have a huge sense of immediacy. Yeah? You can really get a lot of free samples about the timelessness of it. Yeah? But not as a you. As soon as a you appears, that timelessness of an epiphany is made into an experience you had. And it's bookended by time. You remember what you were before the epiphany, and now you're back to being what you were before the epiphany. <laughs> After the epiphany, yes? So, the timelessness has been construed back into time. And then it becomes what? An experience for you. 
once you put that free sample into your pocket and claim it, bye-bye, the quality or the value of that has been totally, totally, totally shifted. Now you wear it as a thing on your little identification. Yes? Instead of seeing mind. Yes? An incredible demonstration of mind here. That mind could drop in and just sort of part the red seas of time and space and there was, a, there was an event of timelessness in this linear story of being you. When you entertain, if you hear this message, it will start weakening the bond to that idea of being you. And what happens when that bond is weakened, your interest and attention gets freed. Yeah, it's not enslaved to the idea of being you. And then your interest and attention will bring information. And maybe, just maybe, the interest and attention will get very keen on nothingness, yeah? Maybe it's, it's realized what they've said in so many spiritual practices in the past, the, uh, the inherent emptiness of things, the dissatisfaction that comes with things because nothing lasts here. Everything comes and goes. Maybe, just maybe, your interest and attention will be free to go into nothingness. Yeah? So it will be interested in attending to the space that everything seems to be appearing in instead of everything that's appearing in. Yes. And you'll find out. For me, it's the highest form of love, what's so. Yeah? Because while my mind is acting as if it's somewhere at some other time and a lot of dilemmas are producing, of being affected, the solution is immediately available at all times. And it never, never gets taken back. It's an open invitation at all times. The interest and attention can be freed from the horizontal little storyline. It looks up, so to speak, and what does it see? Sort of like a sky, no thing opens up to a new download. Jesus Christ. This, a situation like this used to really fuck with me. Now, you travel lighter through it. Have you acquired anything new? The mind has just entertained something. And what happens? That entertaining, this idea, frees it up. Yes? It comes out of that yogic posture of selfing and opens up. And... And it affects manifestation. Yes. Like this guy, I had this high blood pressure, yeah? My father had it. And so the high blood pressure was really, it's really bad. So I went in and they kept telling me it has no symptoms. But I've been feeling it ever since it started to happen on Thursday. I could sense it, yeah? Not me, sense it. I mean, it was so fucking obvious. And they're saying, well, it doesn't have any symptoms. It doesn't, well, I'm telling you, I'm sensing it right this second. Yeah. <laughs> A clarity comes over. Yeah. It's like after these talks, the food tastes so good when you eat. And then you see much clarity. All of this is just mind coming out of that 
dense yogic posture. You know, this yoga studio is dark and damp, you know. You only do one asana. Everything pertains to me. <laughs> You're just like crunched in this thing. Yeah. And the thing was, this happened yesterday, right? I was like, there wasn't, I didn't know when I was going to go, but I wanted to be uh, responsible. So I had put one day that I was going to call everyone and pay bills and stuff. Yeah. So I called this dental clinic because I'm going to be away for this appointment. So I called them, and they were telling me, all right, the next, the earliest one we have is in September or something. I said, all right, so sign it up for me. And they said, oh, wait a minute. Can you come here at 2.15 today? And I go, yeah. Okay, you can come at 2.15. You're going to see, I've seen four different dentists, you know, I never see the same person. So my day sort of took this event, and I'm, I'm sensing this something, but I don't really want to go to an emergency room. You know? So then I drive up there. And they, if I look back, it's another form of looking. I'm still trying to look for it, yes? But if I realize I'm not that, yeah? And that's that, then the seeing can become really obvious to mind, yes? You're not, but the habit is to keep trying to look. No, the negation, the negating of that, yes, as being you, is more than enough. See what happens after that. Entertain this little idea. See how it happens. See how what happens over time. That avalanche of meaning your mind's giving to your life, some of it will be removed, yes? And you'll feel somewhat lighter. You won't be beholden to all these meanings. And most of the meanings you don't even know about. They're just conditional ways of fucking seeing it. And being the looker, you're beholden to that. You're beholden to it. There's a bondage that you can't get to and free yourself as that from. Because you, the meaning, you're the biggest meaning of all. The mind gave, the mind gave this apparition, this body, the meaning of being you. You can't, from then on, it's just like, let's give meaning to everything. Because the biggest meaning's been given already to this thing. It's you. Yeah. San Francisco General, like Marin is great. Marin Hospital. <laughs> There's nobody in there. No one gets hurt in Marin. <laughs> Even the bugs are on Prozac in Marin. Nothing bites you. Nothing happens. It's just like, it's like a fantasy world. You know? San Francisco General. Now that was a, you'd be on a gurney on the hallway for hours. You know? <laughs>
Yeah, any questions? No. No. 